filibuster receives sponsorship from the Ehrlich Law Office, Discrimination, Wage, and Litigation Solutions for Northern Virginia and the District of Columbia. They want you to know that your rights matter, you deserve to be free from harassment, and you deserve to work. They cover workplace discrimination and wage theft, non-competition and non-solicitation litigation, civil rights, takings and disability, and a lot more. For a free consultation, go to ehrlichlawoffice.com slash filibuster. Ben, you're going to make me turn off notifications on my phone. And you, I mean, you should. You turned the filibuster Twitter account into a pen account again, Ben. I mean, I didn't. I just, I just, I well, tweeted no. about about pens, and then we got into a pen conversation. I with the, with the filibuster the account, account, account in the mentions. It. Well, not my fault. My phone was blowing it, up. It with is actually your fault. And random oh, other oh, words oh, that it, I didn't it, understand. It's two different. It's two different. Two different things. It, it might be my my fault, and sure, it whatever. Is. It is Adam actually have, your fault. Adam should not have the podcast that's, account notifications on his phone. That's probably true as well. Uh, but, but that's first and foremost. You you did you used you you included the podcast in your tweet and then continued to include it in replies. Uh, so it was not just your fault. One time, I, I, I just tweeted it once times. and then it's still there. I can't be held responsible for that. You can and are being held responsible I, for that. I am kind of amused by the fact that Adam was so upset, much in the same way that I was upset by getting a text message. Just any text right. message at all uh, completely derailed my life. And now apparently Adam has revealed that it's a similar problem with notifications. Dozens, <laughs> dozens of notifications. I don't think it was dozens. It I think was, it was less than 10 notifications. No, it was more than a dozen notifications between likes and your tweets and the reply tweets. It was just me and one other person. And you were both tweeting pens. a lot. Why and do you hate our fans so much? Let's, I don't. I don't even know if it was a listener. Was it a listener, Adam? It was. I, I mean, I don't know if she listens or not, but she replied to my tweets. Why, why do you hate our fans and engagement? Why do you hate hashtag engagement? I, I don't. What I want to do though is have you. Um, you, you had a, did a stupid trick the last time we talked about pens, where you. <laughs> put my pen choice on blast uh, not on blast i just correctly yes and so out. i'm waving around on the video chat right now a completely different pen for you to name use your superpower and tell me what pen this is it's a good looking pen it is a baby blue pen yes it um, is i don't know i'll tell you it's a 0.7 millimeter that's very thick. That's that's a thick ass my, boy. That's what my pilot is that you shouted out last time. I prefer a 0.38 millimeter. Oh wow. That would I press too hard. That would just cut straight through the paper. Anyway, this is a big gelosity. Oh, oh a gelosity. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> of course. That's when I said Bick, you guys should have seen just the look of disgust on Ben's face. And then Gelosity's like, oh. Well, that's fine. I mean, also like the big crystal line is classic. It's in the uh, museum of modern art for a good reason, but they have other pens. Jason's just ben, drinking now. Ben, how do you feel about the big soft feel? <sighs> <laughs> that, that is how I feel. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Hey, hey, I was in. talking about fountain pens oh, uh, with listeners. So, I, are, are we only talking about pens, Adam? You're trying to start the show. I thought we were allowed to all have a platform to talk about our uh, obscure and possibly not interesting hobbies. Okay, fine. We can. I mean, Ben accused me of hating our listeners, but go off, King. <laughs> Thank you, uh, and I will not address uh, your previous statement. Uh, our listeners can make up make up their minds for themselves how I feel uh, about them in this pure self-indulgence I'm about to do. Um, so I was playing football manager earlier. And uh, I was this was the um, semifinal of the German Cup for the DFB Pokal, which the game can't can't use that name because they didn't get the licensing rights. Um, I, I'm playing as Kaiserslautern is playing at Bayern, which is the worst possible draw. 
I could have easily been drawn against a second division team. Uh, instead, oh, wow. I get, had to play at Bayern. Um, they scored in the seventh minute uh, on a ridiculous 30-yard volley. I was like, well, that's probably that then. Um, this is not going to go well from here. Uh, but we scored almost immediately from the kickoff uh, uh, on a simple ball over the top that they defended badly. They got back in front uh, on a terrible defensive error. We got back level on a penalty with the same, the same guy scored twice. He's my uh, win now purchase. Uh, I, I bought an old guy, which goes against most of my moves in the game, but he's been brilliant. He's got like nine goals and 13 appearances. Is his um, name Edson Buttle? No, his name is um, uh, Victor Rodriguez. Uh, also, I'm using, I don't have any real players. I've got the fake player names because I think that's more fun than having uh, the real humans. So I don't know the human equivalent of this guy. Um, or it's not, it's in bottle. Um, so Chris time is approaching, I, I'm in the middle of like, it's just a constant barrage of like two months of midweek games because I'm also alive in the UEFA cup. Um, and also the league scheduled a, a Wednesday game. Like the one week I had that didn't have a non German competition. I then got a German league game in it. Um, so I've been constantly having to rotate like crazy. And I'm facing, you know, uh, 30 extra minutes that I don't want. I've got a game to uh, on two days rest coming up that I also need. And I was like, this sucks. I should just go for it. So I decided to just go all out to try and win the game. And my 19-year-old number 10 chased an, an aimless long wall into the corner and then played a blind cross into Byron's box. My 19-year-old superstar left winger, uh, managed to beat everyone to it and poke it home in the 90th minute so that we beat Bayern 3-2 after being down one nothing and 2-1 at Bayern. Uh, and now we're playing the second division team. They won the other semifinal. Ingolstadt. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was uh, Nuremberg. Uh, is the, Ingolstadt is actually one of the teams I knocked off on my way to this stage. Um, but yeah, it was huge. Uh, a huge party was had inside my computer, not by me, because... <laughs> You can't party with these fake characters that are just data inside a computer. I tried to like Football Manager. I've played a little bit of it as I, yeah. as I posted on the internet, but just like uh, Animal Crossing, like sometimes it's just too tedious. Like I don't want, like just like I don't want to figure out the turnip prices on uh, Animal Crossing. I don't think I want to figure out the the player prices on football manager so i don't i don't think it's for me if there That's was fair. a pen sim game no where you buy and i like trade writing and with them i don't want no i don't want to buy and trade pens i just want to use them see the the reason i couldn't bother with animal crossing one i don't have the i'm not even 100 sure what system that is played on i don't have all it. of them oh okay. nintendo switch the, right the I other problem the other problem i have with animal crossing is that it's an economy game, and we've already got economy hell happening in real life. I don't want right. to deal with exactly. Uh, I, I don't want a guy ha- who shows up and demands I, in my game. Yeah, like the guy shows up and starts demanding rent. I don't want to deal with that. Uh, and you and the and uh, from what I can gather, your character can't like attack and chase that guy away and never deal with him again. You have to keep. He's a raccoon. With you don't want to mess with that. Uh, I don't care. I, uh, tiny, I'm not exhausted everything I, I know rent. about this game now. I'm not playing a video um, game where I have to pay rent. Uh, if I'm playing a true. video game, I'm attacking my enemies <laughs> or beating them in soccer. That might be by. I know that you can design jerseys, and people have made DC United jerseys and other MLS jerseys That's good. in this game. That's good. Are they paying for people rent? to wear? D- yeah, d- did almost they certainly. Find, find the character. Find somebody who's playing Animal Crossing and has solved a way in which they have chased away that. Uh, terrible landlord that they have to deal with uh, because the game is about a villain, right? Like this is. To, to my mind, it seems like a game, and again, I've never played it, uh, but it seems like a game that should work a lot like the game Contra, in which you are one human who is dropped and has to fight off You've an alien invasion. told me about invasion. another game I know nothing about. Uh, Contra is a very old game um, yeah, that like I you. got. Yes, uh, and I'm very good at it still. I can beat it without the Konami code, um, even today. Like, I, like the, the one time I got on Twitch and streamed, I streamed myself beating Contra without the Konami code, and it, I didn't really even have to sweat it. Um, that's what Animal Crossing should be. Uh, so if you're playing Animal Crossing, I say attack it as if uh, that landlord guy 
is Red Falcon, the Tom alien Tom. race that has come to take over Earth for reasons that are never specified. <laughs> and uh, you are John Contra. The guy's name is not actually John Contra, but that's it's funnier if you call him John Contra. <laughs> so how do you how does this approach inform your football manager? Oh, football manager is completely different, but uh, that that's a much more long term thinking game. Um, <laughs> so you're planning to destroy your enemy in a long con, or well, I did just beat con Bayern, shot. and I'm three I'm three points behind them uh, in the Bundesliga table after going unbeaten since the winter break. So perhaps I am destroying them in a similar pattern. It's not going to be as dramatic as you know walking into their their base and uh, shooting them with a gun that has infinity bullets and people just explode into a fireball. Um, and by people, I mean aliens. Um, Naturally. That, who just run at you. In, in Contra, they just sort of run in your direction and try and hit you. And then if they contact you, you die. My, uh, my dumb hobby is much less... Uh, it's not Contra. It, it might be, in fact, the exact opposite of Contra. My daughter's birthday was a couple weeks ago. Her grandparents gave her a uh, a, a rainbow loom beginner kit kind of thing to make rubber band bracelets. And uh, the whole family does it now. Everyone just as a way to relax, just makes rubber band bracelets in various patterns and sizes. And it's a thing. We're a looming family now. We loom. Yeah, I was curious, like, what does that mean particularly? Like, how do you loom? So, basically, they're like these pegs, and you take rubber bands, tiny little rubber bands of different colors, you put them on them in a particular way, and you pick them off from the bottom so that they wrap around and weave into each other, and then you end up with a a strand of some thickness, depending on how you do it, Um, with different patterns. You can create, like, stripes or vertical rows or... You can make zigzags or different patterns and thicknesses and you just create a bracelet or, or whatever. There's, there's different things you can, you can do. Here's the, the box I'm showing them on the, the camera, um, which is great radio. I know, but yeah, we loom. It's relaxing. Right. Sounds great. Actually, uh, where does red Falcon come involved and, and can you destroy him? Um, I, I don't know, but I, I, I did make, you Black haven't come across him yet? Uh, no, we have not. Okay. I imagine if you wanted to, you could shoot a rubber band at him. Um, I'm hoping my two-year-old does not realize that because that would get right. bad in a hurry. Jason, anyway. have you read the ancillary justice books where there is a gun that just shoots like three meters through anything? Uh, and it, it, it no. the, 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 projectile nature of it just is a large part of the uh narrative nope haven't read it you should okay is it a does it involve red falcon <laughs> i no probably not okay it would it would be very puzzling if it did yeah it would hey be. hey welcome in this is filibuster <laughs> adam's trying so to just drive us off from our current conversations he's waving his hands <laughs> Welcome to Filibuster, the Black and Red United, and visual gag, stupid hobby podcast. I'm Adam Taylor. They are Ben Bromley and Jason Anderson. We're all from blackandredunited.com, where we would prefer to be talking about DC United. But there's a pandemic on, and so we're not. Uh, I'd I'd prefer to be talking about pens. we're, We're mostly not talking about DC United. We will get to some DC United stuff later in the show. Um which is to say shortly, depending on how long this next bit goes, who knows? It's a weird time. Uh, Jason, what are you drinking? Uh, I put together, I don't know if I had it on this show or on a Zoom call with friends uh, because everything's blending into... Um, are we not your friends? Uh, a Zoom call. More friends. More friends and different platforms. Um, but uh, I put together uh, a little bit of mezcal, a little bit of my homemade spicy te- uh, tequila, a little bit of regular tequila that I didn't make, um, and some pineapple juice and some lime juice. So I have that going on. It's spicy. It's smoky. It's pineapple-y. It's good. I like it. 
sounds like a concoction a bartender friend of mine made that uh, some friends of mine and I were obsessed with for a while. It's a good drink. Yeah, I mean, if it were more like summer, I think it's a more summery drink, but yeah. we haven't quite had summer hit yet. We had like one day of summer. And then Wait till tomorrow. By the time people listen yeah, to this, it'll be it'll be summer. Nice and yeah. humid. Great. <laughs> I'd have preferred more spring. Spring is a lie. Spring has always been a lie. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer like, not to be. There's like three 74 degree sunny breezy days and the rest are just wet and cold or summer. I like those wet and cold days. Freak. What are you drinking? I am drinking a bourbon and Coke just because I'm basic and I need solidity in these, in these strange times. Uh, I am drinking a flying dog numero uno Mexican lager um, purchased from the cantina around the corner from my house because I want to spend money there to ensure that they remain in business for me to get breakfast tacos and Tex-Mex food um, after this is all over. So uh, I'm doing my part by buying beers and other things from them uh, during this time. And I, I hope everyone is out there supporting their own local favorite local businesses because times is hard. Um, let's get to soccer. Actually, before we get to soccer, we're going to talk jerseys but- very quickly, very quickly. <laughs> we talked about it last week on the show. MLS had a Jersey bracket. It was bad. It ended badly. It was stupid. The answer was wrong. The end. Yep. The end. Jason, I met your requirement before the show to use one clause sentences. But now you're just talking Jason to, to to talk more about it. One single one clause sentence. Uh, And you're saying you used sentences, uh, which is a crucial distinction because it is many sentences, not one. I feel like you should have been more specific. Um, I was extraordinarily specific. I don't know that I could have been more specific on this specific. uh, He couldn't have Adam, I focused Adam on I focused I, on what I chose to focus on. Um, <laughs> actual soccer-ish news and rumors. Uh, DC United reportedly connected to Gonzalo Iguain, little brother of Federico Iguain, now of DC United. Uh, he he's currently the striker for Juventus. He's been all over the place. Did not have a good run at Chelsea. Was at PSG, uh, or was at Real Madrid. He's He's been all over Argentine national teamer, um, big name in the sport. There, there's, there's no question. Uh, he is in the, f- he, I don't either. This is the final year or he's going into the final year of his contract with Juve. Um, I think he's got one more year. Um, I think he's under contract till 2021. Um, yeah, but I think that's right because there was some sort of rumor floating around that, and, and with any Italian rumor, everything could just be completely fictional. Yes. Um, but there was some sort of like, they want 18 million euros for uh, Iguain. Uh, but Which that you was couldn't for, get in the final months of the contract. Right. But And that was, I think, for rumors involving clubs in England, um, because this rumor has gone to England and Argentina and MLS and probably some other places. Yeah, I think Newcastle was the specific club I yeah. saw named in England. Um, so the report uh, for DC United was that they would wait out his contract. And when he can leave Juventus next year uh, on a free, he would come join his his big brother at DC United. Uh, whether Pipo would be a player coach or just a coach at that point, I, I think is, is not that important to this story. But... Um, Gonzalo Higuain would would join DC United as a striker for the 2021 season or the back half of the 2021 season. Um, and then clubs like Newcastle started getting connected as well in the, the possibility for a transfer this summer, which would probably mean multiple years wherever he was going and no chance of a free transfer next year. So who knows, but transfer rumors during a pandemic, we got to talk about them. And the thing is, you know, we're, we're in uncertain times. So we don't know, you know, if Juventus resumes play 
for the start of next season and their budgets have been hit in such a way, they might say, look, if he's not going to be a starter, we got to get rid of him. We might need this contract off our books. And at that point, it starts to be appealing for them to be like, if these MLS guys that we don't, we can't tell apart because let's be honest in Europe, no one can tell any of our teams apart. Um, they, or I, I shouldn't say that there are, 20, there are two options for European people when they think of MLS. There is the Galaxy and the other MLS teams. Um, and maybe some of the like Calcio Mercado types might be able to tell like, oh, this is one of the teams that had a guy that was um, uh, from Europe and older. So therefore, they are in for all of the guys who are from Europe and, and older, which is why DC United might have been mentioned in this whole thing, um, at least from the Italian press. Um, but the point is that, you know, if they find themselves needing to get rid of him um, and get him off the, their books, a move to MLS, if he's like, look, these these guys will take over my contract, but they can't pay a transfer fee. I'll be gone. You won't have to deal with me anymore. If I'm just over there, I'll be off your books. That can be pretty appealing. Um, so it's not something we can completely rule out, I think. Pablo Maurer, th- this one happened long enough ago that I can't actually remember even um, uh, whether it was Pablo Maurer or Steve Goff that had the um, note on it. But um, in any case, it's possible in that, you know, anything is possible right now. You know, with with um, MLS seems to view itself as in a position of strength when it comes to transfers. Um because of their central structure, they've got a, a little more um, of a robust structure that independent clubs don't have across Europe. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? I mean, Newcastle and I think it was Wolves were the other team that were mentioned. They could see themselves as contenders to sign him right now. But, you know, when push comes to shove, if they look at their budgets, they might not have the room. Um, there was also a rumor linking him to River Plate. Um, which is, Which where is where he started, right? He, he and Pipa both played for River Plate in their youth. Um, but I don't know if he is interested in moving back to Argentina or not. So um, it's a fascinating possibility. I don't know if it's what DC United would need uh, in the short term. No. Um, they do need another forward. Um, I think... I think everyone agrees on that because they only remember way back when, uh, when we had to deal with things like, boy, DC United's only got two forwards and one of them just got hurt, um, which feels like ancient news, but is actually something that happened in March and it's only May. Um, but yeah, they do need another forward and they shouldn't just get like a guy. They should get someone who is challenging for a starting job, but, but they don't um, need to use a DP slot and millions of dollars. Right. Yeah they, um, they, yeah, they don't need fifteen million dollars to get right. Iguain is going to be—he's going to be looking for a Rooney contract, um, especially if he tears up his existing deal. He's going to not want a pay cut. Most right, likely. exactly. Um, and, um, and look, the the team was pretty resourceful in getting the Rooney deal done, um, but there's also the drawback of because of the language issue. Um, Rooney is a bigger star than a guy with equivalent uh, background in a Spanish speaking country. Um, You know, when you mentioned the creativity of the Rooney deal, that specifically was the marketing agreement. Yes. That was kind of alongside the playing contract where they formed a company essentially that was co-owned by DC United and Wayne Rooney to promote him and the team and make everyone more money. I have no idea how that actually works in practice, but I need some legal advice for that. <laughs> yeah, um, actual legal advice. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of it's it. confidential, that information. Um, oh, yeah. But, but this is the difference between that I mean, and Iguain or Mesut Ozil um, is that those guys are going. To, I mean, they've both played in England, uh, so it's not like they're unknown to the Premier League loving soccer fans in the U.S., but there's a difference between Rooney and those guys. Um, and it comes down in a lot of cases to a language situation, uh, because you can put Rooney in front of an interviewer and no one's going to bat an eye at his, uh, English. Whereas even if Iguain and Ozil speak really good English for someone who didn't grow up in an English speaking country, it might become an issue as far as advertisers are concerned. 
Um, and that is a huge influence on a deal like this. Ben, anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, I, I, can I also throw in that I think that um, if the choice is this is the only designated player uh, for 2020, like this is, it's like this one or nothing, then I guess I would say, you know, go for it. Um, I just, you know, that shouldn't be how things work. Uh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do things like that. So, and I don't think the team is, um, but yeah, uh, it's not the worst idea. It's just, you know, there's probably something better that could be done with that kind of money. So yeah, the team has th- a lot more that actually, than just the, the- yeah, Re- Remember, you know, we were talking about we were facing a week three where the, the I think if I, if memory serves, DC United was going to have exactly eighteen players available, physically fit and available for week three, um, and if it wasn't eighteen, it was nineteen. Um, like the 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 youngsters playing at Loudon were all going to be um, having to travel with DC to Cincinnati just so that they had enough players available because uh, Joseph Mora was hurt, Ola Kamara was hurt. Donovan Pines and you shouldn't injured. travel to Cincinnati because then you've got to eat uh, Skyline Chili and then you're going to have the Skyline Chili. Hey, wait, ben, you're ben, the one bringing it up, dude. You're ben, the one I've never to been to Cincinnati. Here. I've never been to Cincinnati. If you travel to Cincinnati, are you forced by local authorities to eat Skyline Chili? Oh, when yes. You, oh, yes. Oh, you're, you're, you're not. I've been when, to, it's no. required. Does it? Does it? Is it a German thing that it's like? Houses before you're allowed out of the plane or bus, or is it just some time while you're there before you're allowed to leave? I mean, once you land, it's like a, uh, a, a 12 hour clock. Okay. So, so it's so better. It's better to eat it right when you land just cause the, so you can avoid have you, have you read before stories? the game. That's my, have point. you read, have you read the stories about how flying to South Korea is now where you have to, decide how you want to get tested and where you want to get tested. And then you're in isolation and they yes, basically show for you. Adam, this is bad. That this is, is Cincinnati, bad. but with no, that, that, that's a bad art. That's a bad, that's bad. Anyway, Jason, I was trying the, to be lighthearted and then, and then you brought it down and I exist in reality. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I Jason, don't want to exist in reality. I want to exist in a fantasy world where things are better, where we can just eat Cincinnati chili. That's not better. It is better than getting tested for coronavirus whenever you land places. Oh, I'm just saying I, I think it's a, a totalitarian nightmare if you land in the city of Cincinnati, Ohio, and you are forced by the local authorities to eat skyline chili. What if Fun you're fact. what if you're vegetarian or vegan? What if you have religious beliefs that uh, re- belie uh, the consumption of beef? Uh, you can't prove that there's beef in there. Okay, that's that's a good retort uh, on that front. Uh, I, I cannot prove that Cincinnati's Skyline Chili is made of beef. When you fly into Cincinnati, you actually land in Kentucky. Yes, we all know this. Anyway, um, the point you made earlier, Jason, um, reminded me that DC United are going to be on the lookout. We know this from, from Dave Casper. Uh, for essentially players who are financial casualties of the pandemic. Um, one of them may have surfaced today. Gaston Silva, Uruguayan defender playing for Independiente, uh, says that he is out of contract because his team has been unable to meet their financial obligations to him. So he says he is available to be signed right now. He was reportedly a DC United target. Um, I don't know if that was over the winter or last year or what, because was, time has was, no meaning anymore. It was in the preseason. Okay which was eight years ago. I'm pretty sure. Right. More or less. Uh, yeah. So Gaston Silva, good player by, by many accounts, 26 year old Uruguayan international. Yeah. Pretty, center, pretty good resume back. there. Yeah. Center back who can play left back as well. Positions um, of need, uh, at, at least for high level depth. Um, but also somebody to, to push. Well, he, starters. Yeah. And also just like push Frederick positions Brown. of need period. Um, you know, DC yeah. entered the season with three center backs, uh, and one of them was hurt. Um, DC entered the season real... with, you know, hoping that they had time to build O'Neill Fisher and Chris O'Diachum up and O'Neill Fisher had to play against, uh, Miami 
uh, because Joseph Mora got hurt. And, you know, it's one of those that, you know, Mora gets, I, I don't know what we have to do to change his luck because it's contact injuries. Um, mm-hmm. You know, against Orlando, it was uh, Ruan torpedoing him in the face uh, somehow. And this year it was um, Mora's foot struck the turf trying to make a clearance. And he ends up so having here's the a- thing. Mora is not allowed to play teams from Florida anymore, no matter where they take okay, place. But what do we do? What do we do when DC United plays those teams from Florida who keep maybe uh, shouldn't maybe teams from Florida shouldn't exist. Ben mm. makes a, a reasonable point that I think <laughs> we should explore at another time. But um, we, we play guests on Silva there or we play O'Neill Fisher there, or we play, I don't know, Griffin Yao there. Who knows? Or, or we play um, Jason Anderson there. Ugh, the, I, I was about to say the worst place you could play me in a professional game, but then there are goalkeepers still. And I think that would be the place where my uh, total lack of athleticism would show through the most. Um, I could communicate, not, I mean, not as well as a professional, but I would have some degree of use utility in that regard but like at some point i would have to make a save and that's not going to (laughs) work anyway uh potential target for dc united now seemingly available i assume this is a strategy that many mls teams are going to be pursuing as as players are cut loose or uh declare their free agency when their clubs are unable to pay them under the terms of the contract. FIFA is going to have a big mess on their hands when this yeah. is all over. Um, oh, poor FIFA. Oh no. I know. So no, I mean, no, it, it's, it, it, it's not to, I, I don't say that Lub-dub, to try to engender Lub-dub. sympathy for them, but the players who are going to be held in limbo, who want to have jobs and provide for their family yes. are going to have to wait for this mess to be resolved. In many cases, they are yeah. the actual and and this parties who are aggrieved here. Oh, of course, but and FIFA could have figured this out a long time ago, but they just chose not to. I you I mean, can't I really know. rely on FIFA to to solve any problems ahead of time. They are a reactionary group. They are going to be encountered with a problem, and be like, oh, I guess we have to solve this now, rather than think that that could become a problem later. Um, that's how they've always been, and that's how they'll always be. Um, yeah, the, this situation with Independiente and and credit to Ryan Kiefer for putting this out there um, that um, is, it it sounds like a situation where Silva and his agent say independent, they stop paying. Therefore he is a free agent as of right now. Clubs usually don't agree to the, to that sort of thing. Um, So it might not be the most straightforward thing, but you know, we've seen DC get involved in, some complicated transfers before um, or some transfers where maybe it was not clear that they could do it or not. I'm thinking of uh, Alhaji Kamara was one where for completely different reasons, it was like, can we sign this person and give him a contract or not? Um, Yamil Assad was an enormously difficult transfer from Argentina um, that it turned out they had to wait until his contract was dissolved um, to make that one happen. So they're not going to be scared off by it being complicated. Um, they're not going to say, let's not make this move that we want to make because it uh, looks too complicated. Um, and when you're talking about a 26 year old Uruguayan international, 17 caps, that's, that's tough to turn down at, at a position of need, uh, whether he is first choice or not. Um, that's, uh, that's going to be real tough to turn down if, if they can bring him in and, and get him going. But you know, who knows what, who knows how many clubs worldwide are going to be interested in that? You know, um, MLS isn't the only league saying, hey, this could be a chance for us to get stronger when these various clubs that were on on solid financial footing are unfortunately because a virus ruined everything, um, suddenly unable to make their check clear. Yeah. And we know Dave Casper is already on the lookout for this because he said as much. Mm-hmm. Um so he, hopefully he is already on the phone and well ahead of us on this, uh, on the phone with, with Silva's agent in the is. league. Yeah. yeah. Anytime we realize something, Dave Casper's already taken three steps past what we're saying he should do. Um, yep. He's, at least he's when it comes signing to Jason for, uh, for a contract <laughs> for this, <laughs> this season. 
Can I also, I'm, I'm going to add this as well because I'm, I've got the Wikipedia page for Gaston Silva open and I didn't know this, but there is a, um, he already had a, um, complicated move to a CONCACAF, uh, country fall through. Um, he tried to move to Pumas, uh, from Independiente. There was a huge dispute, um, and in the, it, inevitably, or in the end, Pumas said they were going to possibly take legal action against Silva, not against Independiente. Um, and that story is unresolved. So I don't know. It could be a complicated thing, not necessarily because his club uh, is the one making it complicated. It could be him and his agent. Um, I don't know enough about it, but. That is another thing that happened uh, involving him in an early point in his career is that another, you know, Pumas tried to bring him into Liga Emekis and it got complicated enough that it never actually happened. So who knows? He is the right profile of player, though. Like if you told me just center back slash left back, he's 6'1", he's played for Uruguay 17 times and he's only 26, I'd say, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense for DC United. Let's, let's, uh, pursue this thing it's just you know the devil's in the details well, it looks like pumas lost that case and had to pay yes. 1.6 million dollars to torino <laughs> who owned silva oh, at yeah. the time look uh so transfers, pumas had to pay for him without actually getting him for some reason the transfer market is fiendishly uh difficult to negotiate um, also Adam, you're a lawyer you, you should be well aware of people having to pay a, for things a transfer market lawyer <laughs> no you should just be aware of paying for things that people don't get yeah but usually when you write a contract you have an out such that if the other side doesn't perform you don't have to perform either i mean we've learned throughout this entire time that that force majeure c- contracts just don't exist I mean, they do exist, but in I mean, they do, but not where in- they don't. You can't yeah. imply them necessarily. Um, but a, a player signing with a third club negate, therefore negating a transfer between two clubs. You would think that's not force majeure. That's not an act of God, unless Gaston Silva is a deity, which I've seen no evidence that he is. But uh, <laughs> that's very strange to me. I want to. I'm going to dig in try to find time to dig into this. Um, and I mean, that's good because uh, we parenting two kids and working full time, there's not a lot of time to dig into legal controversies, right, but, also, but I will try. We also don't want you to dig in enough time to, to, to force measure your way out of your filibuster contract. That was a long journey, Ben. I know. Uh, anything else on Gonzalo Iguain or, pandemic related player transfers. I think we've said enough hearing. Yeah. We've that said the case, so much. We've said way too much. Um, that is our want here on filibuster. Um, news continues to drip out about uh, MLS return to play and NWSL return to play. Bundesliga is obviously back. Um, the NHL even released their return to play plan and there are significant concerns with all of them i think before we get into the substance of mls's and we talked about it some the other the other day but more more details have emerged i don't know how deep we're gonna go i have not planned for anything um not deep i'm sleeping. the actual the actual story seems to be uh don garber writing a memo circulating it to all the teams in mls saying somebody's leaking information specifically to the athletic um, getting information before we want it made public. Stop doing this. If you don't, there will be disciplinary action that was issued. That memo was issued on Friday and also on Friday, the athletic got their hands on it, which is just a chef's kiss. Beautiful thing. Congratulations. The athletic, by the way, Um, anytime you're reporting makes uh, an official of a, a business or a, a government or a league just pull their what's left of their hair out um, and specifically mention you angrily. That is, that is a good, that's a job well done. You're doing your job as a reporter. So uh, everyone at the, at the athletic good work uh, on the soccer coverage, but yeah. 
I am definitely amused by how this all turned out. Um, but yeah, the, the main thing, like putting aside the, the chuckles, I, I mean, it's pretty clear the MLS doesn't necessarily have their house in order because, you know, Chris Klein is holding press conferences about how, yeah, yeah. Everything that you guys are talking about is what's, what's probably going to happen. Um, so, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the same day. Uh, yeah, or it's probably, Chris Klein it's probably, like- I mean, it's probably a few hours before um, Garber did his thing. It's unclear as to which what happened first, but um, you know, Garber works for the owners. If if MLS owners want the media to have certain information, they're going to get it to them. Um, as we well, found throughout MLS history, um, yeah. and the Don owners Garber, collectively are different than one individual owner. He can't fire an owner. But he yes. can find an organization for leaks. Yes. He can, um, but at the same time, you know, he is working as an employee of the owners, and he's he knows that he doesn't need anyone telling him that. So um, I think this whole thing is a little bit for show, as much as anything else. Um, but in any case, um, the return plan is still going it seems like it's happening faster than i had thought um not as fast as nwsl which uh is rushing back at a rate that i don't think is feasible um from a even even ignoring viruses just from a like a player safety standpoint um because realistically like players are kind of having to start from scratch um the workouts they can do on their own are enough to like keep themselves fit enough to start preseason but they're not going to be you know, four weeks from now, they're not going to be ready to play MLS soccer under NWSL. Regu- well, I'm talking about MLS, you know, right. if they, yeah, if they want to come back, like if they, we were under regular circumstances, they wouldn't be able to come back uh, without a solid full preseason to build up. Um, and that's under normal regular season with, you know, the first month or so you avoid the midweek games for a good reason. Now what happens when you're playing all of your games in, summer in Orlando and you're playing Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Um, you're playing at 9 a.m. or 9.30 a.m. I think as one of the rumored um, broadcast windows for this thing. Um, yeah, that's so unreasonable. Like players are nothing if not creatures of routine and telling them they have a, a competitive match to play at 9.30 Eastern. That's, that's going to be real difficult. Yeah, so they're talking about splitting each conference into two groups, essentially moving Nashville over to the East. So you'd have three 16 groups and one 18 group. Um, After all the complaining about Nashville's placement in the West, they end up immediately put back in the East, like, right. Like, all right, fine. We'll put them back in the East. Right. I I mean, that's for scheduling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But it's still kind of funny that that's how it turned out. So there would be three, three time slots each day, 9 AM, 8 PM, and 10:30 p.m., uh, which you assume that that 9 a.m. slot would be all East Coast teams, or at least um, right. Eastern Conference teams. The 10:30 slot would be Western Conference teams, and then the 8 p.m. would be never. But one of the things being speculated is that you would have World Cup type scheduling in this instead of having everyone share fields or or play competitive games next to each other because there's a huge youth soccer complex where you could play many games at once because you don't have to worry about spectators. You could do ESPN and Fox Sports uh, a solid and give them inventory for every single day by having the four groups play on a one group per day schedule, just like the World Cup. So you'd have East A go on Wednesday, East B go on Thursday, West A go on Friday, West B go on Saturday, and then start again with East A on Sunday and do that until every the the five games or whatever for each is done. And you have seven days a week covered of MLS soccer, which sounds it has its appeal as a viewer and I'm sure the networks would love that. But and, then you have teams and on the West coast playing at 6 AM their time and teams on the East coast playing that very, very late game as well. And you know that, I mean, the networks look, we can gripe about this as much as we want, but like the networks are going to get more of a say in this than fans and, oh yeah, and players, quite frankly. 
Um, players are probably pretty right to a, the rumors are that they're skeptical about this. And I think they've got a good reason to be skeptical because yeah. this is not set up for them to get through it without groin strains and hamstring strains and, and worse. Um, yeah. Even with the, the five sub rule and all right. Right. At the larger um, game day rosters that players are still going to get ground into dust. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the counter to that would probably be like, oh, well, teams should rotate and use everyone on the roster. But, you know, if it's a, these games count towards the regular season, that, that that's one of the aspects they're talking about is, is counting these games towards um, the standings. If you're talking about like LAFC, for example, LAFC wants to, I'm sure wants to win the supporter shield again. Um, Bob Bradley wants to win every single thing that they've got going. He, that's the standard he's setting. Um, is he going to rotate like guy number 27 on their roster in for a critical game, uh, and start him at the heart of their midfield or whatever? Um, and that's a, a question that every team around the league is going to have to answer. Um, are they going to rotate a kid that's like 15, 16 years old in for a critical match? Um, because, oh, well, we should rotate. And everyone said, oh, we should rotate. People are competitive. They make decisions based on competitive urges and they're going to make decisions based on that rather than on, um, you know, oh, rotation policy is advisable. Um, they're going to pick guys that probably should be given the game off and it's, it's going to happen because it's competition. It's just the nature of the beast. Every single player is, and the players are going to say yes, because that's, that's how they're wired. That's how they got to be professional players. Um, that's how they play through X, Y, and Z. And then after, you know, after the season you hear, um, Oh, this guy had to have this surgery because he played, you know, the last three months with, uh, no meniscus in his knee or whatever. Um, Nick Romando gave an interview with Charlie Boehm after he, you know, I think it was like last month sometime. And it was about how his retirement so far has mostly just been getting surgeries to address all of the various injuries he was playing with. And it was like multiple, uh, vertebrae or disc issues in his back and something with his hand and something with his knee. Um, that's how pro athletes are. They are just beat to hell to play this sport. Um, so they're going to sign up to play, you know, if, if they go down there for this thing, they're going to go through with it to the best of their abilities. And they're going to give it everything they have, even when maybe they should say, you know what, this is a game I need to just be in street clothes for. Um, and yeah, the, I don't think the league has prepared enough. I don't think any league is really prepared enough for the situation they're putting their players in, which is a humid um, and look Orlando, any Orlando fan will tell you once they've stopped screaming at you um, about the volume of hamstring strength they've got. I don't think it's just poor hires on the strength and conditioning side or poor policy from coaches and bad load management. Some of it is just Orlando is humid. Uh, it's, it's a bad place to do physical activities outside a lot. Um, you can't get around. I mean, you can mitigate it by playing in the morning and the evening that helps. It's not as bad as it's going to be playing at 3 PM, but mitigate, not eliminate. Um, and I, I don't know that the league is prepared for what they're, I mean, the Bundesliga clubs have better, um, facilities, better, uh, trainers, better everything than MLS. They've spent much more money. They've got more of a, a background in it and they've had injuries. Injuries have ramped up quite a bit over there. So what happens when that's MLS uh, with less re- or lower resources, um, presumably lower quality training across the board, what are they going to do playing it? And also playing now in a place that is more inhospitable to athleticism and sports. I don't know. I also don't. I also don't know that the league has any other choices. Is the is the problem here? I don't know what to tell them to do otherwise, other than just not play. Yeah, which they don't seem to view as an option, and most leagues don't because they're businesses, and that's how businesses and we, work. And we don't know the finances, so you know, yeah. for all we know, it might it might be a like if we don't play through this thing, we might lose clubs. We might actually have clubs go out of existence. 
Um, they'll never admit to that, or maybe they will in like 10 years. Um, right. It's not like Germany, though, where they're saying up front, if, yes. if we don't play, teams will go under. Yeah. Um, top flight um, teams, second division teams, all of them. Like anywhere, yeah. any team outside of Bayern Munich is is liable to go under. Yeah, um, wasn't it Dor- wasn't Borussia Dortmund saying that they were going to have, or maybe it was Schalke that was saying um, significant, like existential level threats to yeah. them continuing to exist um, if they didn't play these games, which, you know, when we talk about small margins, I guess soccer is like restaurants um, in that regard. Especially in Europe, they have so much on, on the payroll side. And mm-hmm. so much revenue is dependent on commercial, on advertising commitments. And if you don't have games, then, you know, as you, you assume the big companies that are sponsoring you have good lawyers who have performance requirements built in, not like Pumas attorneys who, who negotiated the transfer with Torino. Um, so you're not getting that revenue if you're not playing. And, you know, you still, I, 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 to a certain extent, I assume that the the club, the the teams want to be able to pay their employees, but the players, the stadium staff, the rest of them, the front office, whomever. But they'll also, you know, have to look out for the organization over the people every time. And if they don't have revenue, then they're not going to pay the people. So they have to try to get that get that cheddar. Um, that's it on return to play. You guys want to talk about your favorite fullbacks or save that for another week? Uh, we've probably done a long enough. We've there. done enough at this right. point. We've done this. Enough. <laughs> I won't. You won't. I know you won't. Well, I guess that's it for, for this week's show. Tune in another time to hear about our favorite DC United fullbacks. Um, Find us at blackandredunited.com. Find us on Twitter at blackandredu at filibusterdcu. You can support us financially at patreon.com slash filibuster. Uh, send your emails to filibusterpodcast at gmail.com. Download, subscribe, rate, review wherever you get your podcasts. Mostly next time you're on a Zoom call with friends who like soccer, mention the show. That's the... Uh, in these times, that's one of the ways you can help spread the word about what we're doing here. Um, we appreciate all of you. I appreciate you guys, Jason and Ben. For those two, I'm Adam. We'll talk to you again real soon. Say goodbye, Jason. Gokhan Balchi, a hero that lives inside my computer for Kaiser Slaughtered. I really thought you were going to go Red Falcon with that one. No, no. We need to honor and respect Gokhan Balchi, who doesn't exist in real life. Uh, but will be the best left winger in the world before too long.